self-love is a beautiful thing, right? Like, you know, poets write about it. It is a big term today when it comes to mental health and wellness and all of that good, good. And at the same time, taught how to get it. And, you know, when we are, like, there's all these little shortcuts and, you know, like bypasses and like ways that are like what I like to consider quick fixes. And with that being said, there aren't much, um, or there isn't much, excuse me, conversation around what it is like to actually try these shortcuts. And so that is what Ashley and I are going to be talking about today. Um, why those shortcuts didn't work, why we tried them, and what actually does work. So as soon as she pops on and joins us, I'm trying to connect her now. We're going to dive right into that. You know who Ashley is. She is the creator and founder of 2V Yoga, um, which is a yoga company that she started because she saw the need for a yoga company that was inclusive and, you know, where people who looked like her were celebrated. And so she saw the need and she created it. She's an all around bad bitch. And uh, yeah, like as soon as she jumps on here, which is not her, like she's requested Instagram's giving me shit. There it is. There you are. There you are. Hey girl. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Thank you for being here. I already told everyone who you are. Um, and Definitely follow her if you are not already, and I'll be sure to link her in the caption once uh, we get to that part. So with that being said, hi, welcome. Happy Friday. Hi. Happy Friday. Can you hear, how is the sound for you, for like my background noise? Kind of sounds like an ocean, but then <laughs> it stops. Okay. It, my neighbor's cutting grass. Mm, but I okay. think I think they're almost done. Okay. Well, I told everyone what the topic is. Thank you for letting us know what the noise is. And so with that being said, when it comes to self-love and shortcuts, we're going to go over five of the things that we have done personally to try to shortcut and bypass. But before we do that, what is some shit that you wish someone would have told you uh, just about self-love in general? Mm. Self-love? Mm-hmm. Just that it was okay to love myself. No one ever like no one really explained that to me. I don't think. You know, right. I don't. I don't know if I saw my mom set the greatest example of love. She definitely loved me and my brother, and my dad, and she put us above all else. Um, I think that's all that she knew how to be. But I wish that she had showed me how to love myself more. Right. If she'd known, she would have showed me. Right. I think that that experience is also, I mean, it's probably true for a lot of people. It's personally true for me because, yeah, I always saw a lot of sacrifice. And so it was my understanding. It was never said. But the behavior that was modeled was that people, everyone else comes first, okay. like literally everyone at the detriment of, you know, my mom. And so, like, seeing that and, you know, learning from mimicry yeah that's to kind of like what i also sort of like grew to believe um whether or not that's like actually what's true so okay good starting point we're already going deep <laughs> you know how we do <laughs> we just got here so okay so 
same, same on that. Um, shortcuts. Let's just jump right into it. So the first shortcut that we tried was perfect segue, people pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do the thing that, you know, I just follow my example, follow the lead my mom. Exactly. So yeah, people pleasing, whether it's relationships, boyfriends, spouses, the dogs, <laughs> um, the kids, like, yeah, definitely I have always been a person up until very recently who put other people's needs and wants and requests and desires before my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, what you mentioned, what, what you started with is the perfect, like, example of how that happened because you know we always like grew up like you and i like as we just shared and learned watching you know our mothers like care for other people and with that being said you know that's what they knew but that's kind of what we you know unspoken like understood oh this is what i should do this is like i need to you know make this person that person happy and so it extended not just from like you know immediate family but like you said to literally everyone um, including the dogs and so I think that that's something that to you know just kind of like blanket statement what's actually happening is you're seeking external validation you mm -hmm. are doing things for people so that they will you know give you thanks or express gratitude or praise you on what a good job you did and so you know you're looking to do these things so that they will therefore confirm your worth and yeah, yeah how has that shown up most in your experience well, it made me a martyr. I was a martyr mom. Like I was just resentful and I was just like, it was like, you know, I put everyone else's needs before my own and it made me resentful and cranky and tired all the time. I had no energy. It was like, I was just using up all my energy for everyone else. And then at the end of the day, whatever I had left over was what I got to have. Right. Oh, backwards because I didn't have anything left over. There was nothing left at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, and then when I was a teacher, and I've talked about being a teacher before, that was even worse because now I'm giving all my energy to all these, like, you know, 20 kids per hour now. So I've got one group, big on my energy, and the next, and the next, and the next, and the next. And I'm giving it all to my job. And then my family got the scraps. And then I got the very bottom of the barrel. It was so toxic, so toxic. And my poor yeah. husband, bless his heart, he didn't get much. <laughs> it's not much happening there when I was going through that season of life. <laughs> you had mentioned this before about how that was, yeah, like a really toxic time and how like you hated it. Like, and no wonder as we like peel back these layers and like look at what was actually happening. Yeah, it was such a toxic. And I knew that it wasn't healthy, but I don't think I knew how toxic it was while I was in it. Right. The very, I was. One of the things that I wanted to mention in terms of um, romantic partners and like sexual partners is that I, I have done this. I have done things both for people who I'm in a, well, I mean, same, same, well, both, both. So people who I am dating, I've done things for that like you mentioned like it was begrudgingly like oh yeah <laughs> i didn't feel like i was getting 
but also I didn't feel like I could say anything about it. Um, And that looked like doing the laundry, like picking up groceries, like really just like running the household and, you know, not getting like acknowledged like I want. And then also we can take that to like sexual experiences. There's been a lot of times that I have not been like, hell yeah. And I've just been like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to, fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was good. Do what? And it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. Because, <laughs> yeah, I was like, just get it over with. Um, yeah, so, like, these are all things that, you know, a lot of times I think when we think of people pleasing, we just think with a person that's like, yeah, yeah, like, I can do that. Like, I can do this. But we also, you know, fail. We often fail to acknowledge that it happens in, like, these other situations as well where it is not necessarily, like, a spoken agreement. It's oftentimes something where, like, you don't say anything and you just go along with it. And so, yeah, all of those are different ways that, you know, people pleasing is like what we're doing is trying to seek that external validation. But what's happening is, yeah, it's just like draining the F out of you. Shanna says never going to be good that way, but we all do it. Yeah. We just kind of suck it up and do it. We all do it. Yeah, done done some of that begrudgingly too for people pleasing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so okay people pleasing is one shortcut uh right we'll go on to the next one all right what's the next one i don't have a list in front of me the next one is self-indulgence oh <laughs> and so this i think happens and i want to hear obviously what your experience has been but you see people like treat yourself and so i'm like okay i'll buy that i'll eat this I'll like, you know, go to the spa or like have a bath bomb or like whatever. And like thinking that I'm doing the things mm-hmm. and that that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think for me, it was that I limited my definition. It's the dogs for me. I, I limited my definition of self-care to just the indulgences. Like if it, if it wasn't a massage or if it wasn't, you know, a bath bomb or whatever, then I didn't count it as self-care, you know? So it only counted as self-care if I was doing something like super extravagant and extra. Um, and that was a huge mistake, huge. Or, or like with food, you know, the whole treat yourself mentality and just going in on a bag up or a box up or whatever you know that was toxic too that wasn't the best form of self-care yeah yeah this whole self-indulgence thing like i said it was something where i'm like all right doing the things like (laughs) where's my self-love like and so it became detrimental in the sense that i thought that doing the things would get me the result right and so like we've spoken about whenever you're in that chasing mentality when you do things to get the result like, yes, let's take action. But if you're always chasing and not embodying, then like you're always just going to be chasing. And so for me, it was very much something where I was like, all right, like these are the things. These are the things. These are the self-care, self-love. Like, where's it at? Like, I don't feel it. And yeah. so it was like weird for me because, yeah, I was like, I I don't understand. Like, I bought the shoes. Like, you know, I, I skipped the gym. Like, I went to the gym. Like, I don't... I don't know, I love what myself. do you want from me, life? Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> right, 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 right. I took the bath. I drank the wine. I ate the chocolate with the bomb. 
where's the love? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And yeah, you had said that um, you used it as like a reward, right? Like, and not. Yes, self care was on, was so if it was like if I was good all week, then I got self care. Yo, I had a ch I had a chart. I was so proud of this chart, yo. I my first year of teaching was so rough. I hated it from day one, and I would come home and cry every day. And so I was like, yo, I've got to get there. Are certain things I have to do in a day. Made like a little like chart that what I make for like ADHD students, like that, like their morning routine list. They would have to check off every day, and so I transferred that to myself. So if I did these things every day, I gave myself a little sticker <laughs> or a check off or whatever. I'm such a teacher. And then at the end of the week, if I had like met my got like an eight, like eighty percent of my checks on my check off list for the week, then I would treat myself to whatever the treat was for the, for that week you know maybe i'd go to the um the movies or a dinner or whatever so i always used self-care which was a huge mistake as the reward at the end of the week for my good behavior right but it, and it worked for me in the moment it worked for me in the moment it was the best that i knew to take care of myself at 21 years old yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And but it, yeah. I do things a little bit different. We'll get there later. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to be sharing like the good stuff too. We're, we're telling you what doesn't work. Then we're going to tell you what does work. Um, but we want to make sure that we really point this out because like, don't, don't make these, like, don't make these mistakes. Like they're easy, like marketing. normal. Yeah. Yeah. They're really normalized and like marketing everywhere is like self-love, you know, spa day. Um, oh, and Shanna said mine is buying a book so that I don't have to deal with my shit. I can get lost in the book world. We've, we've got, we've got that. Oh, there soon. Some of that point is coming up. Yeah. So, um, okay. That's self-indulgence. Uh, we're ready for number three. All right. What is it? <laughs> Material possessions, buying the shit. The cars, uh, the clothes, the bags. That resale therapy life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Takes a lot of my damn money on took on, on the self love tip. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I def I mean, not that I still don't go on into Target meaning to buy deodorant and coming out at the self checkout line having spent like seventy, seventy eighty dollars i don't know how it happens every time but back in the day they used to be self-care i'm going to target and i'm going to walk around target and i'm going to have my starbucks and my carts and i'm going to buy all the things i'm just going to let target tell me what to buy right we've all been there i'm going to let target guide me the spirit of target the spirit of joe trader joe's will guide me and tell me what i should buy and that was self-care and not it's not it's it can be self-care but it's not the only form of self-care. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely can be. There's that funny joke that reminded me of just now when it's like a good place to pick up women is Target because they're already looking, they're already buying shit that they don't need. Already. I <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, just a sidebar. But yeah, so material possessions, I think that um, we, yeah, Rob works at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's ready. They take um, my damn money, bro. Like, all of it. They do have good snacks. They 
Oh, good snacks. The pumpkin, like once once that pumpkin spice, uh, they have a whole shelf. Mm -hmm. One up, um, it's a wrap for me in my wallet. It's a wrap. That's funny. This, there's the hot chocolate, the caramel like hot chocolate. I'm looking forward to because mm -hmm. they always sell out. But yeah, anyway, um, so material but, possessions. things, yes, resale. Um, yes, and I think too that like looking for status, right? Like again, that external validation. Like we want to like have the car, like the designer clothes, like yeah. the jewelry, like all this like for clout, right? Like social clout, and so we think that. And having these things that people will admire us and then, you know, want to like be us and that'll make us feel good. And that'll make us love ourselves because other people are loving us. But really, other people are just loving the shit, the car, the clothes, yeah. the jewelry. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just thinking, pe pe I get, as a side note, I don't know what this means, but I get judged about my car. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get hella judgment about my car. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't buy this car for the clout. Actually, it was a gift in a way. I mean, I paid for it, but anyway, I get judged as as if I used it for wow. Yeah, well, that's that's yes. a whole ass another conversation. Shoes, all the things. Yeah, yeah. That that I feel is like a jealousy, like insecurity, like in others, like kind of thing. I kind of, I kind of wanted to say at times, like, you know, I do drive, you know, this car and it's quite nice and I quite enjoy this nice thing. And so they assume that like my clothes were all like really designer and expensive, that my shoes and I'm like, oh, this came from Target because <laughs> I, I swear I spent my money at was in Target. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. That's funny. Yeah. So those are material things. Do I have anything else to say on that? Um, no, just, I've definitely been there, done that, the whole, like, resale therapy is a whole, it's a thing. Um, I think nowadays it's, like, resale therapy online shopping that we do. Yeah, guilty of that sometimes still, too. Um, yeah. I have an, a ridiculous number of black leggings that I... Oh, one of us is cutting out. Oh, you're back. My back? Uh -oh. yeah. carry on. You have a ridiculous what? collection of black leggings i have some black leggings and i purchased them all online yeah i think we all do <laughs> around like at my stack but yeah so and yeah we'll talk more about the retail therapy uh in just a second as well um number four body mm. which we are very familiar with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you had said and i quote mm. Trying to change your body through diet and exercise, thinking it would make you feel better or get approval, but loving myself and accepting my body was actually the greatest form of self-care I could ever get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I felt like my worth and my value came from how I looked. Mm -hmm. It was like my weight, looks overall, my body. And so I did stupid, stupid diety things like, Guinea teas and the fat burner pill going, uh, cutting out whole entire food groups and being cranky as a result, thinking that, you know, if I maintain my weight, if I maintain this shape, if I maintain this, that, or look like this, then people are going to accept you more. Right. Yeah. yeah. But also very toxic ways of thinking. 
Yeah. Yeah. For me, and we've spoken about this like at length, but the for the purposes of today um, and how like my body was related to my self-love, it was something where, and we did a whole talk on this, how I thought that like your point, like I was supposed to look a certain way. And so therefore, if I didn't, then I wasn't worthy of love. Then like I didn't have any sense of self-worth. And so like no one ever said that. No one like ever even insinuated that. But it was just this like unspoken belief that I had. And it was something that as a result, yeah, I therefore didn't think that I could like love myself because I was like, well, if no one else does, like I'm supposed to look this way. Like I don't look this way. Like they just like me because they feel sorry for me or like whatever the case may have been. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it was very much something where I also, yeah, crazy diets, like starved myself, like threw up my food. Um, And so, yeah, the body is like a big trigger I think in terms of this is like I'm going to put a lot of emphasis on this because once I have the body then like like unicorns and like butterflies and like rainbows will like shoot out of my ass because like everyone will love me and I will love me and just like everything like the world will be a better place what what makes me mad is to look back like at pictures of myself like I'm over here looking at my picture at my prom picture girl, my hip bones are sticking out. And I don't think, I wasn't dieting back then. I wasn't doing anything. I thought I can remember. I think that I, what was I doing back then? I don't think I was dieting. Mm-hmm. I definitely hated my body. Mm-hmm. Literally, hip bones are showing through this velvet dress that I'm wearing. My collarbone is sticking out. Like, I'm at least... 60 pounds lighter in that picture over there thinking that I was fat or thinking that, you know, if I just wishing that I could lose 10 more pounds that I could, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, like girl, I want to go slap myself. (laughs) Like (laughs) I had the guy. It's not like I, it, it doesn't, it wasn't like me losing weight at that size that I was then was going to help me to get anything. I had the guy, I had gotten into the colleges that I wanted to get into. I had loving parents. Like I'd gotten, I had all the stuff. What was I thinking? I I don't know what I was wanting. I was wanting validation. Because you, yeah. Because you, you didn't validate yourself. You didn't love yourself. The whole reason we're having the conversation. Yeah. Crazy. Hit yeah. ball. Taking out like that collarbone all protruding and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you- like, I love that you brought up that point. Like, I had that thought the other day about how literally everyone is like, oh, yeah, I used to think that I, you know, looked bad. But looking back, I'm like, what were you thinking? And I'm like, are you noticing a cycle? Like, because you aren't happy. You still aren't happy with who you are. Like that's, you, that's, it's not like the appearance. It's like, there's so much more and there's so many layers to it because if you really cared about who you were, if you really felt like you were worthy, if you really loved yourself, you wouldn't give a shit. Does it matter? Of course. I'm not saying it doesn't, but like we put so much emphasis on it that it's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense at all. Shanda says, I was 97 pounds when I finished high school 
and thought it was hot shit. Now I struggle with a whole 152 pound pregnancy body. And just for context, I was that weight from post-pregnancy and haven't gained. Yeah, no, the, the body changes so much. You know, really the whole snapback culture is for the birds too. We should like, yeah, it's really tough to be in a size large and had to fit when I was always, yes. No, I, I totally get that. No, right now, is it Shanna or Shana? Oh, I might be, yeah, correct me. I might be saying it wrong. I don't know, but any, but I, I have been in a much smaller body for the majority of my life until COVID and mm -hmm. I have been injured, which set me back from all my workouts. And I've, this is the largest that I've ever been. I haven't weighed this Shanna, like Anna, Shanna. I haven't weighed what I weigh currently. The last time I weighed this, I was pregnant, like at the end <laughs> of the pregnancy. Like, that's what I currently am sitting at. Happy, by the way. Happy with these curves and this booty and this, these thighs, these thickums. <laughs> like, I'm good with it all. Your boobs, too. The boobs. Oh, the titties. They are really out here doing their thing. <laughs> the other day, I was like, God damn. <laughs> that's a yeah. true story. Yeah, the boobs are, um, they're boobing. <laughs> the boobs are boobing. And the thighs are thighing and the and the belly's belly in some days, but it was a hard little transition to make here into happy land at this size. Yeah, I mean like yeah, you can be happy with the boobs. The th it's the tummy. It's the tummy though. It is the tummy. I get it. It is the belly. Uh because also as a per I've never gained weight in my stomach. Just never. And I just don't do that until last year and i was like what is this what is this squish we all asked that question last year <laughs> what is this yeah <laughs> what, what is this what is happening <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i think that and so i love that you mentioned not to do or um that we need to like erase the snapback culture because i think that and this is like what my belief was for a long time too, like about like women and like, you know, getting back to like, again, this can like expectation and not honoring and celebrating the fact that like you just birthed a human, like you just made a life like in, in your body. Yeah. And let's not even discuss how it comes out of the body. I don't, I don't think that I can, but <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm ready for that conversation. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. The the process that your body has to go through to create life. You are literally giving birth to a whole life. That is a gift that your body can do that. And if the exchange for giving birth to a whole beautiful human is that you put on some pounds that you go from an extra small to a large, what a gift that is. What a gift that is that you can give to your to your child it's yeah. such you don't ever no one ever teaches us to look at it that way but it's a gift that your body did the things that it had to do to take care of itself to take care of you to keep you alive to keep the baby alive and that meant that you had to gain weight as a result that doesn't mean that you're a failure that you're an f up like it just means that your body did what it was supposed to do and it's yeah. going to help out at the end it's going to just kind of gradually 
get itself right back to where it needs to be. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I don't have too much to, to say. I've never birthed a child, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely respect the process and mm-hmm. yeah, think that we need to shift our narrative around that whole experience. And yeah, like you said, like everyone's like, Heidi Klum is on the runway. And I'm like, okay, like, why are we celebrating that? Like, why are we celebrating the fact that she, uh, I don't trust didn't have surgery. I don't trust it. <laughs> also that I, I know what a six week old belly looks like. I don't trust it. Normalize let's normalize a normal, regular ass body after having a baby and the shit does not pop back. Period. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. As a matter of fact. This child is 10 and this still hasn't popped back. That doesn't say that, that doesn't mean that I've never had, I I got the leanest and had the most visible abs after having kids than before. My body, here's the thing. My body, I always wanted my pre-baby body back. But the truth is that my body after babies was way better than my pre-baby body. I was way more lean, more toned. I was stronger. I was way more muscular. I had visible abs. Even though there was still that loose skin, I was pretty damn sexy after having kids. And I was confident, too. So, yeah. After both of them? Yeah. Good Lord. I'm just, I'm learning things today, tonight. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, the body is definitely, we took a side, we took like a detour there, but I think it was an important one. Um, So yeah, the body is definitely a way that we try to like get to self-love and again, like find that external validation, please those people. So like everything's kind of like relating back to everything. And if you are, as we, excuse me, are moving on to like the last one of our, our five, number five, and we sort of touched on this as well in terms of what we, um, have been talking about so distractions and we we're talking about like um with the books and with the shopping and um yeah whenever we we're talking about this you know in preparation we both kind of had like a moment when we were like oh yeah like i did this and i'm like i did that too and so um for me it looked like always trying to keep myself busy with like social, like social gatherings, like real housewives, like TV marathons. Like if I wasn't like out and about, I was doing something. Mm-hmm. What was your experience? For, for me, it was partying mm-hmm. uh, hard, hard, or like, you know, I don't remember the last time that my girls and I had girls night sober. Like, yeah, it always revolves around drinks. Um, so yeah, I didn't, because I had kids so young, I didn't yeah. get to go through the experience of like trying to keep myself busy. But a lot of my single friends, people, and when I say single, I mean not married and without kids, do that. Um, the distraction game to keep themselves busy. But for me, it was like my life was so busy as a mom and as a teacher and as like you know we said before I wasn't practicing self-care consistently so I was tired all the time 
And so I would try to like recoup after a long week by just drinking on the weekend. I just, I went in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just say, I think, don't you have like a quarter life crisis, like at 25, like 25, 26? Is that like a, a thing? I think oh, that's yeah. a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, ha I had it. I had I it. That's totally a thing. Yeah. Every, yeah. One of the Shot. other. Oh, go ahead. After shots. After shots. <laughs> I mean, it happened. I think that was college. I think that was that was called college for me. So it was college for me too, definitely, and and that was definitely a coping mechanism for other things that I was trying to distract myself from. But then I had Jada right after college, so I had to take a break. I had to pause. <laughs> I had to be a grown up for like a few years. But as soon, okay, as soon. As she got at an age where I felt like I could like pull back a little bit and do my thing again, which happened for me to hit around 25, 26, the girl was out there. Yo, there I was, I carried my dress in my purse. <laughs> That's how little it was. <laughs> like I was leaving out the house, My I was married. So I was leaving out the house and went out <laughs> and went out. In one outfit, and my tiny dress was in my purse. And I get to my friend's house and change into the party dress, and we'd go out and just get lit. And that was self care. I was like, "Ooh, girl, I love myself." <laughs> <laughs> five tequila shots in. <laughs> yeah, five tequila shots in. Like I would be loving everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is definitely yeah the distraction and i think a lot of us use that because again like we're in that community right like we're in that social setting and so biologically like we are social creatures so it makes sense there's alcohol is like a social lubricant and at the same time it's something where um you know like you said it it got to a point where like yeah you i think you had said like or just hung over and so you're like god like <laughs> i hate myself <laughs> For real. Well, now that's how it is. That that it was then. Now, like back then, it you know I had to have a night of drinking, a binge drinking to feel like that. But now it's like a glass or two of wine in, and I'm like, you know, ooh, self care girls. And I'm like, huh. three days later, I'm still trying to recover from those two glasses of wine. It hits different. Now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> different. It's so different. I'm like, I only had, I think I had two. Yeah. That's a feeling I had 10. That's yeah. a, Well, it's more economical now. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, it's more economical. Um, yeah. Instead of like going out for like penny graphs, it's like, I'll just have like a couple glasses and yeah. a couple bottles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, but we went for my girls and I hadn't seen each other in a long time and so we had a wine tasting went to a wine which was in this instance this was this did count as self-care um but it didn't take i didn't i mean you know when you do a wine tasting you're getting this much wine right i think we maybe had like eight different wines which was equivalent to maybe a glass and, a half. and that was all it took for me to be like I'm bloated. <laughs> it ended up not being self-care after all. In the moment, it was self-care, but after the fact, it was not.
maximize on myself here. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, you live and you learn, R&D, right? It's all just R&D. And so we did a lot of R. Um, <laughs> spent a lot of years doing a lot of R. One of the things, too, that I wanted to mention in terms of the distraction thing, it can also look like over. <laughs> Do what? My husband just joined. Oh, hi. I just waved. Um, so, yeah, it can also look like overachieving and, like, going to um, your boss and, like, you know, saying, like, yeah, I'll do this project. Yeah, I'll help with this thing. And then, you know, lying to yourself and saying it's all for your career when you know damn well that job's not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> and right. so that, I think, is also a way of distracting because, again, like, just keeping yourself busy so that you don't have the time to get quiet and get real with yourself and recognize, like, wait, I don't actually know who the fuck I am. Who I am, yeah. Whenever you keep doing these things, then, you know, you don't have the time, number one. Or if you do have any time, you're just too exhausted to mm -hmm. do anything. And so, yeah, those are five ways um, of distracting. So people-pleasing, self-indulgence, material possessions, your body, body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. <laughs> And distracting. So now that we've talked about that, um, do you have anything else to say on ways that we've tried to shortcut it? Ways that we've tried to get get our quick fix, kind of like get our hit, like like we're right. We're, right. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's 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 what I did. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Definitely try to do these little things because I was like, this will make me love me. But yeah, shit did not work. So let's switch gears and talk about what does work. So first thing, first, making self-care a daily non-negotiable and a part of your regular routine. Yes. What does that look like for you? Oh, it is. So I start off the day in silence. So in yoga, we call it pranayama, which is just a special way of breathing. You know, we all breathe all day long, you know, in, out, in, out. But pranayama is a special way to breathe. Um, so I'll do that a little bit, a little bit of meditation, some affirmations, um, a workout or yoga, um, and then journaling. Uh, while I'm, I go for a walk in the mornings, while, while I walk, I listen to a podcast or a book, and then I journal. And that, for me, that morning routine, baby, that's it right there. That's my morning self-care. It's me putting myself first before everybody else. Yeah, I love that. And I think that, you know, this is something that is so unique to everyone. And, you know, daily self-care can look like a lot of different things. And um, finding what works for you, like maybe some people like aren't morning people. So like, it's not a morning routine at all. But figuring out like what it is for you, whenever I'm like working with clients, I call it finding your formula. And so um, really getting clear on what those things are that will fill you up because we want to pour from excess, right? We don't want to pour from an empty cup. And so with that being said, do it. Pouring from excess. I love that phrase. Yeah. It's not getting, being full. It's, it's the excess. Ah, I love that so much. Yeah. I believe I borrowed it from Steven. <laughs> oh, is that where you got that from? <laughs> I think so. Um, but yeah, like he, like, yeah, it's just that that's like a great way of saying it, right? Like you don't want to 
Like you can't pour from empty cup. We've all heard that. We've all like sh saved and screenshotted, like double tap that post at some point in our life. Yeah. But do I, I rely on getting my cup filled up from other people? Um, my husband specifically. Now I make it intentional to fill up my own cup. That's right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was some. I thought that I was constantly seeking external ways to to find that value that worth that cup being full the love instead of getting it from me first yeah yeah Which, as we those, those five things we just went over that shit does not work it and might that, be like I, a little temporary I, high it's exactly yeah like like a drug junkie like it might give you like a quick fix like temporarily but like that's not the solution yeah, but I thought that it was, and I didn't know. I did not know. I want to emphasize, I did not know any better. I did all these things. I was doing these things because that's all I knew at the time. But once I learned better and knew better, so much better. And that in me filling up my own cup is, is I know how my cup needs to be filled. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I I don't have to tell someone like how much to pour. Like you know, say when. Like no, I know when is when, and that is. Exactly. That and to your point when you fill up your cup like you need you're showing others how to do it and so those around you are going to start responding and coming correct instead yeah. of like people disappointing you and you being like yeah like no like not now like that's too much like stop pouring like that's the wrong flavor uh, exactly right right yeah exactly yes yes yeah. and then i show up better as i'm a better you know, much more patient mom and wife and person. I'm a lot easier to get along with when I'm doing my own cup filling. Instead of being a little whiny. Thing. <laughs> so yeah, number one, make self-care a non-negotiable. And no. make sure to practice it, yeah, on the daily. Because if you keep trying to, the point here isn't to, like Ashley demonstrated, you know, hold out, bump yourself up and like go back down like you want to maintain an equilibrium so like a little bit every day everything in moderation everything in balance and this Eat is kind of throughout, throughout the day too you know it's not it's like it's knowing like at certain points in the day like all right i'm tired i need a break i need to go somewhere and sit down men men are very good at this a lot of male followers men are so good at this like self-care throughout the day I feel like men just do what needs to be done to take care of themselves. They will take a nap. They will eat. They will go downstairs and, and get on the sticks. They'll be they'll they'll play PlayStation. Like men men take care of themselves, okay? It is a non negotiable. It's like this is just what I do. They they will go wank. <laughs> they'll get one off. Mid Which brings us to number two. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel, um, but like, again, it's a process. And so it's understanding like what works for you and like what you need and recognizing having the self-awareness to know when you need it. And so, yeah, that might not necessarily be like once a day. It might be like actually said like multiple times throughout the day, like start to listen to your body. And like whenever you start to feel like frustrated and just like aggravated, probably a sign that you need to show yourself a little bit of love. 
and I just made a post that's like, if you're curious what the fuck that means, then take a look at what you're giving everyone else. Because the reason you are so great at knowing what to give everyone else is because you recognize in them what you need. You need. Or I tell my people, my clients, like, what is your love language? So whatever your love language is, do that for you. Like, show show yourself love in the form of your own love language. If it's self-care, I mean, if it's, you know, quality time, spend some time with your damn self. If it's, you know, words, affirmation, post yourself some little sticky notes on your mirror in the morning so that you can tell yourself that you're be like, you know, don't wait for somebody else to do these things for you. Do it for yourself first. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'll show them how to do it whenever they show there and show up. So yeah. number two, find things that bring you joy and pleasure. This is my favorite. Cause this is something new for me. Like, yeah, I think self, self, I, my, my self care definition used to be so limited. It was limited by, you know, self care is bubble baths with champagne or wine and, you know, some chocolate or you know it was me going to get nails done as or for being good for the week you know what i mean but now it is whatever brings me pleasure and joy and by pleasure and joy we mean all the things pleasure and joy you know it can be sexual but it does not have to be sexual but if it makes you happy if it brings you joy if it brings you pleasure like pleasure is my new word like what brings pleasure to your body to you as a part of your soul like what fills you what fulfills you that is self-care and that is expansive it's so broad right it's limited to bubble baths right yeah and i think that's i mean no I, I think that is an excellent point because you know even like the word pleasure it's something that we mostly think of in a sexual context and yeah. while 100 percent it whenever, is. Whenever we were talking about this earlier, um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, maybe we'll talk about some vibrators and I'll do like, I mean, I have some here, you know, want a demonstration or not a demonstration. I'm not trying to, it's not that. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe to my OnlyFans for that type of <laughs> But um, yeah, in terms of. Not demonstration. Yeah, not sure. back of a demonstration. I can, yeah. I can tell you which ones are good for me personally. Um, but yeah, because uh, some people said they wanted to hear about that. And I'm like, I mean, all right, if you want to. Um, but we usually think about pleasure in the sexual sense, but it is so much more. It can also be like pleasurable experiences. And that doesn't have to necessarily mean in a sexual sense. That can just mean something that you are truly doing just because you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Period. Period. And you know, things that bring you joy. We always talk about like happiness, but you know, <clears throat> that's like a fleeting sense, like to experience true joy, it's a different type of emotion. And mm -hmm. so it's something that, yeah, you want to, you know, really learn about yourself and what provides you with those kinds of feelings and sensations and invite more of that in. Maybe it is a vibrator. Maybe it's a person. <laughs> not sexually maybe it is like a food like maybe this time by yourself like maybe it is the bubble bath but mm -hmm. just knowing what these things are and like bringing them in to make mm -hmm. sure that you are doing them on a consistent basis 
yeah, I think it's just the concept of like, it's, it's pleasure over distraction. So as opposed to like, what can I do to numb myself out? So I think I used to, I used to, used to be numbing. Like that's what the wine was for. That's what the, you know, edibles were for, but it was, what can I do to numb? So I don't have to feel um, what happened all week that I hated so much. Yeah. Now it in my feels like how can I, the more I can feel the better, honestly. Yeah. Because through pleasure, whether it's self-pleasure or sexual pleasure or non-sexual pleasure, you are feeling your feels. You're in your feelings. And that, that's barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. You know, that brings you pleasure. <laughs> Get you some. Yeah. So, oh, uh, Marty said, working out with me. Thank you. So every time I see Marty, I think of this French, man, French Montana song. It's like, don't stop. Don't stop. Like every time. Why? Because that was what song he wanted to play. Okay. It was like Marty's hype song. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, I think of the French Montana song every time. Every time I hear the song, I think of him. Every time I see him, I think of the song. They're one and the same to me. Got it. Um. But yes, so, oh, yeah, see, you remember, you remember. Um, <laughs> the last thing we have on Ways to Love Yourself is, you know, we've spoken a lot about what not to do. We've spoken about, you know, some of, like, what to do, and so making self-care non-negotiable, doing things that bring you pleasure, and oftentimes it's something that, you know, we've kind of alluded to throughout this conversation that it can be difficult to navigate if you've never, like, sat alone and really, like, thought about, like, oh shit, like who am I at the end of the day when the lights are off and the TV's off and the social media is gone? Like when it's just you with you, like who am I? And mm. so that can be a scary thing if you've never like sat down and done it. And so number three on ways to love yourself is to, you know, find someone who has been there and walked that path before that can teach you how to also walk that path for yourself. So not just like, you know, what they did, but that has like the awareness and the tools and the resources to help you really understand what will work for you. And, you know, to be able to share their lived experience about like, you know, this is what worked for me and why, but to also recognize and support that like, Hey, like my way is not for everyone, but I'm here to help you figure out what your way is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get you some support, sis. Yeah. yeah. I have a client right now who, um, you know, and I do body image work. I do, you know, relationship with food and body. But this one particular client, we are, she came to me and she's like, I just feel so tense in my body. And um, the more we talked and dug deeper and deeper and deeper, she is we're, she's currently dating herself. I told her, like, you might as well just change your Facebook status to in a relationship with myself because you are going to date yourself for the next three months. We're working on self care as the priority, self love as the priority. And so we have a whole, she's got a customized game plan for how she's going to do this. But yeah. you know, without somebody pointing out to her or someone holding the space for her to express a safe space to talk about what she's been going through she would still be up here. Her shoulders yeah. are like, yeah, put him yeah. down. 
Yeah, that I same. I had a client that um, he it's a male. He was like so fucking tense that like his chiropractor was like, like what the fuck? Or like his massage therapist, excuse me. And um, I didn't know this until after we had started working together, but like he wasn't able to sleep. Like he was waking up in the middle of the night, like heart racing, like full on like panic attack basically. And like not able to go back to sleep. And so, yeah, after a few weeks of, like you said, like creating that like safe space and really like just allowing the opportunity and, you know, the, the experience of, getting to like the root of like what these things are because we're like, Oh, I'm tight. I need a massage. Right. Like, Oh, like I, you know, I just need to stretch more, but we don't, you know, consider that the body keeps the score. And you know, this is a book I recommend to everyone. I should do a book review on it, but um, it's an amazing book if you haven't read it. And so the, the premise is just simply that, you know, your body holds memories. And so whenever you don't like process them, move through them, that's why movement is so valuable. Then your body like literally like holds on to it. That's why sometimes when you're getting a massage, like you may feel sad or you may like start to cry. And it's because like these emotions are repressed and like as manifestations like in your body. And so it's a situation where whenever you work with someone that does create the opportunity and like the space, then like the floodgates are open, right? Like he's been able to sleep through the night. Like he talks different. Like seeing like, you know, the initial sessions and like seeing now, and it was cool because like, I haven't said shit. Like, I'm just kind of like observing, making my own notes. But uh, he mentioned that one of his um, coaches had said that um, like, he seemed like happier. And I was just like, well, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, that's cool. And so um, like, you know, your point like these are things that it's hard to see the forest like when you're so fixated on the tree and so mm -hmm. it's something where like you can't necessarily recognize these things by yourself because you you know what's wrong like oh i'm tight let me get a massage like but you don't recognize like you said that it's because you're not giving yourself like enough time and attention and care mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah and i would say neither one of us got here to where we currently are alone like this definitely didn't happen. Like as a, we didn't Google search how to love yourself the right way. Right. I, I'm, I was gonna say, I mean, I did, but. <laughs> what'd you, what'd you come up with? What, what did Google tell you? <laughs> Don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Don't even buy a vibrator. I held up a vibrator. I Google that, but no, <laughs> no. Um, I, I, it's when I started to reach out and get the support of, from a like-minded group of people who were on a similar path, that is when things change for me. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And so, yeah, this isn't, this isn't that will just happen overnight. Um, or like, yeah, like from a Google search, because Google doesn't know you. Like Google doesn't know like, you know, what you had for breakfast or, you know, how that coworker made you feel like what that work experience is like, what's going on in your family life. Like it's very like your childhood trauma. Yeah. It's very one dimensional. And so, um, yeah, really like enlisting the support of someone who knows what they're doing is vital in terms of actually experiencing like this, this whole self love thing that we've been talking about for an hour now. 
Well, that and this Google will send you down a rabbit hole. Of, like, it's not linear as opposed to actually getting support and help from somebody who put you on an actual like step, like linear to doing what you need to do. You right. know, like it's like workouts. It's like finding workouts on YouTube. I mean, there's right. good workouts. But, you know, you're not going to get results if you're doing an actual program. It's exactly. programming in results exactly um, same thing same thing with healing and care and this whole self-love journey yeah that's a great way to relate it thank you for doing that yeah you're right. welcome <laughs> do you have anything else to say i think we covered it all i think i think i think the biggest just to sum it up i think that you and i both can agree that we were doing like quick fix band-aid things to find self-care and calling it self-care in hopes to feel self-love right um but at the end of the day we realized those were only quick fixes they were short-term and they really didn't get us to where we wanted to be until we made it a priority right and found pleasure in it and like a like a quick hit of cocaine instead of like an actual like program to get off of the drugs yeah. 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 All right. Well, where can they find you? What do you got going on? They can find me. So I'm Ashley Robinson Yoga and To Be Yoga. And um, got Body Love Academy is going on. That is my program for women who are feeling like they need to upgrade their self-care game. Um, so there's that. And then I'm on Facebook. Um, my Facebook group is uh what's it building body confidence there you go that's yeah. me and i will link her um her profiles in the description um and also yoga hip-hop yoga for anyone local uh on the, the 20th october 20th october. next month yeah october it's in my calendar i'm not missing it again but yes for anyone local in winston-salem or surrounding area we've got that going on so We're hip-hop yoga outside it is a whole vibe it's what you need in your life whole I mean, ass vibe i'm so excited if you don't twerk with your whole ass during yoga then you're doing it wrong doing it way wrong you're doing it way wrong so yeah so that's going on in october and as for me i am currently enrolling for my one-on-one program i work with men and women to help them uh really do like a like a 180 in their life so like we look at the body confidence side of it as well as you know establishing a healthy relationship not just with you know your food movement but like with like your top five like your safe container like who's your board of directors like how to set boundaries and really just how to you know take your life from like ugh, to like fuck yeah like how to live a fuck yes life basically is like a good way to sum it up so that is going on. If you have questions, comments, or if you're interested, do let me know. I only have three spots and we start uh, September 20th. So that is soon. That is so soon. So yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your comments. It was great to see you all and I love reading them. If you have any questions or comments, do slide into mine or Ashley's DMs. And otherwise, we'll see you on the gram. Bye, y'all.